This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is October 27th. This is uh, <laughs> this is this is October. This is episode 356. My name is Dan Ellis, and I'm a little bit drunk, in case you didn't know already. I have been work enjoying very much the Glen, the bottle of Glenfiddich 15 Ooh. that my good friend Tony Ooh. purchased for me as a thank you for uh, overseeing or emceeing or I guess emceeing is the best term for handling a couple funerals in her life yeah this this year and it's delicious and i had a shitty day at work and so i'm enjoying it thoroughly i am joined well, <laughs> via remote I've, connection. I've got some glenn fittich i might pour some at the break do it i'm joined by remote connection by two awesome co-hosts mr ryan duffy oh yeah i've, I've already jumped in and, and ruined that transition the mustachioed marveloso and Mr. Taylor Grin, the bearded bisexual badass. Bandito. I was going to say yeah, pastor. No, I, <laughs> <laughs> just, I, I like that word sometimes. Oh, I came up with that off the top of my head while being pretty pretty faced right now. Uh, how are you guys doing? <laughs> doing good. Yeah? Yeah? Well, what's what's new in your world? Tell me, tell me about what's happened to you over the last week, Mr. Duffy. Oh, shit. Well... I mean, I went to work, didn't get much sleep. Mm -hmm. uh, I started making another, you can see my camera sitting behind me. Mm -hmm. I decided to make a, a, another little YouTube video of some woodworking stuff oh, using nice. the laser. Well, so you, I, I made a, uh, I, was I, just made gonna... a, I made a cryptext wheel oh, right. yeah, while yeah. doing that thing. And mm -hmm. I thought, well, it's kind of neat. It's interesting. So I'll make a video on how I make those cryptext wheels. Yeah. Well, and I saw you, you had messaged earlier that you, or was it yesterday or today? I think it was yesterday that you were very, very tired. You didn't get any sleep. What happened? Oh, it was one of those days where, you know, I work at a very slow fire station, uh -huh. but it doesn't get very busy until nine o'clock at night mm -hmm. where we had, we had a bunch of windstorms. So we had, uh, we had a fire where a bunch of telephone lines, so we had a bunch of power lines fall down earlier in the day. They fixed those power lines that fell down. Power, power lines to, fall down, go boom? Yeah, well, no, they didn't go boom then. Mm. Uh, and then once they fixed that power line and they restored power, somewhere else down the line, something was fucked up. Mm -mm. That's when the power line go boom and catch shit on fire. Oh, no. So we no, had an electrical bueno. fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one thing about electricity is you don't want to put water on electricity. Yeah, it tends to make it not, not, not so cooperate. Yeah. Pretty much evacuate the area, get the dumb cops out of there. Sorry, cops. <laughs> um, <laughs> you guys are going to get shocked. Don't do it. No, we're Literally, fine. The cops are like right there. We're like, dudes. That's Blue lives line. matter, man. Come on. Like, those, are, th those are power lines on fire. Yeah. Um, they're going to fall. Mm -hmm. You might want to evacuate the area 
before they fall. So I know there's this kind of rivalry between cops and firefighters. Is that a, is that a real thing? Oh yeah, yeah. I we um we don't think cops are that bright sometimes. <laughs> like cops that park in front of fire hydrants. It's like, dude, that's where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you arrived on scene at a fire, right? And that we need access fire. to the thing you parked and, in uh, front of in order to put out the thing that yeah, you're here to respond like, to. Like what I need you to do is to go back down the street, mm -hmm. like to the intersection and block that. So if you could get in your car and fuck off, that would be great. <laughs> yeah. Like I know this area here looks cool and it's pretty cool because we're here, mm -hmm. but I need you to go back there in direct traffic. Mm-hmm. And keep fuck you, out fuck of you, this fuck area. you, fuck you. Points at the MT. You're cool. Fuck yeah. you, fuck you. Well, you should like, like, cause I, I'm, I'm a lieutenant. I drive the vehicles. I make the water flow. I do, I do all the truck operations. Mm-hmm. When I position the truck on a medical emergency, I position it in a way where the ambulance can get in, get a patient, and get out. Why would you do that? That's like forward thinking. It is forward thinking, but I'll, you don't know how many times I'll have a cop pull in behind me. Like I was leaving that space for the ambulance, motherfucker. You might want to get in your cruiser and cruise the fuck on and, out of here. And move away because now we got three fucking squad cars here because you're fucking bored. And now the ambulance has to park halfway down the street. Mm -hmm. <sighs> so yeah, we had, a, we had a, a few power lines catch fire when they restored electricity. And since we couldn't, we, I, I've been telling them, like, we need to get trained on how to be able to shut off the electricity. Mm -hmm. I know there's a building with the main breaker station where we can actually isolate instead of going up with the and try to do it at the pole. Mm -hmm. It took two hours to get a guy out there to oh, isolate geez. the power. So this shit's just burning for two hours on fire. You're just watching it, uh, waiting for somebody else it to burn arrive. Because we can't put water on it until mm -hmm. the electricity's off or else we run the risk of getting electrocuted ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So we waited for that. That that whole situation got taken care of. And then someone decided to have a fucking heart attack. Oh, the bastards. So we went and had to go deal with the heart attack, which he said it was something else. We're like, no, dude, you're, you're, you're having a fucking heart attack. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, I think I just got to poop really bad. I'm like, no, he thought he was having uh, gallstones. We're like, that's not gallstones, dude. Mm -hmm. That's not your gallbladder. That's your... I think I had too much of, Polish sausage. You're showing signs of having a cardiac. He 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 WebMD'd it, and we're like, no, like, nah, dude, you're showing yeah. signs of cardiac a cardiac emergency here. So by time all that was over with, everything started at nine. I got back to the station around three thirty four. Oh, couldn't yeah. really get to sleep. Got got like like an hour or two of sleep. Got up at seven, took care of my stuff, came home and went to sleep. <laughs> Well, I'm yeah, glad you were. Day. I'm glad you were able to make it home. Okay, like when I'm really tired, I have a tendency to fall asleep while driving. That's that's happened on more than one occasion. Once when I actually wrecked my vehicle, but uh, uh, yeah, it's not see, good. Well, I've I've well, I've been doing this firefighter thing for what twenty years now, almost. Mm -hmm. So the ability to wake up and wake up within a minute or two mm -hmm. has become. Uh, second nature. A good, a good, yeah, it's mm -hmm. second nature to be able to like not get yeah. up and be groggy, like, groggy. Like I have to get up and do a job. Yeah. yeah. Like I have to get up and I have to do something now. And I need to wake my fucking brain up really, really fast. Clear eyed and focused right away. Yeah. Pretty much, which is also nice having LASIK done where I don't have to find my glasses next to my <laughs> bed. I can't see a thing without my glasses. I mean, that's the thing. At, at, fucking at Velma is a firefighter. You, 
<laughs> well, at two in the morning when you get back to the station and 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 take your shirt and shoes and socks off, I just sleep in shorts. So then, getting a call, you got to wake back up, put your mm-hmm. shoes and socks and shirt and everything else back on, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't sleep in our uniform. Well, that just means you're not prepared as as you could be. Well, we just you also don't take uh, photos for the calendar in it either. Thank you for your service, <laughs> by the way. Oh. <laughs> I, think I've, I think I've done that. <laughs> well, how about you, Mr. Grin? What's what's new with you? Not much is new. Just a lot of the same. Um, continuing, like, to enjoy just movies being a thing again. Mm-hmm. Um I went and I saw uh, Dune this weekend. Oh, yeah. Which was like, it was really good. Um, It was about an hour and a half of movie packed into two and a half hours of airtime. I would would agree and disagree. Like there were just, there were scenes that were visually beautiful and could have been cut in duration by about 75%, Mm. especially long establishing shots that chewed scenery that could have just been a little bit less chewing the scenery and, you know, making me feel like I wasn't going to piss my pants at the end of the film. <laughs> could um, have cut it down a little bit and yeah. still and it's, advance it's the same narrative. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to figure out, cause I knew nothing about Dune going in, right? Same. Like, oh. like the only thing I knew about Dune before I watched the film was that it involved a desert planet, um, and space stuff. Uh, and it had inspired a whole bunch of science fiction that came after it. And that's about all I knew about Dune. Right. Mm. And then I had heard the like litany against fear thing at some point because I had a libertarian friend when I was in college. Um, it doesn't everybody. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I'm really glad to say that that friend is no longer libertarian. Oh, good. Um, oh, I thought you were going to say alive. Yeah. I grew it. Unlike so many no. other people. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, no, she's a very different person now. Um, so, uh, what was I going to say? Um, anyway, so I went to the film and I was like delightfully pleased, but there was a lot of it where I was like, um, I'm trying to think if I want to phrase this without being an asshole about it. There was a lot of the <laughs> plot where I just followed along. Like it felt like a really basic plot to me. Like there's an empire, there's a house that like manages this desert planet and another house is being called in to manage this desert planet. And Mm. like, there's also a religious order of like basically space witches who are managing things from behind the scenes. Like, Mm. okay, I can get on board with that. And I've started seeing a lot of posts of people who are like, well, this movie was hard to follow and I didn't get this. And I was like, they spent 10 minutes of screen time going over one concept. Like, Like literally the whole, the whole movie was laying out the groundwork Mm-hmm. For all the rest they want to make. Yeah. It was like, this is not hard. Like, it, it was I had, I had more difficulty in some scenes hearing a couple of the the characters, uh, right? Because there were some times where the sound was poorly balanced, yeah. especially with the with the female lead. Um, the the like the mom, basically. Well, I, mean, I thought the villain was hard to understand sometimes. Who's that? The the villain? Yeah. Skarsgard. Yeah. Well, no, Skarsgard is a pretty yeah. like clear resonant voice at least in the theater i was in his sound is balanced pretty well there's just a few scenes where i was like what do you say i mm. tracy and i watched it at home on the couch and had captions on so that was not oh, an issue for nice. us <laughs> yeah but yeah. the uh the score for the movie i thought was fucking incredible oh that music fact, drove it fun fact the guy who was playing the bagpipes was actually hans zimmer was it really? Oh, really? Not wow. like Hans Zimmer was in studio playing the bagpipes and they overlaid it. 
the human being holding the bagpipes on film. in the scenes where right. there was a bagpiper. Oh. Yeah, that was Hans Zimmer cameoing. Oh wow! Yeah. I didn't. I did not know that. Yep. That's, that's that's a great cool. little that's a great little aside story. That's fantastic. I don't know if he's ever gotten a cameo like that for his music. I don't know. I feel like he may have been one of the cops in Dark Knight uh, in Batman Dark Knight, but I can't like don't quote me on that. I can't okay. remember if if I'm remembering that or if my brain just made it up. So wow, well, that's cool. Yeah. So uh, after we recorded last week, was it? I can't like. I've been so busy with work and, and thankfully now that that won't be a concern going forward. I think um, <laughs> after, after a meeting I had earlier today, um, I'm, I'm my, my fuck it bucket got full and I tipped it over. Dan, um, are you part of strike tober? Am I going to get a text <laughs> text screenshot of you? No, soon? no, I'm still gainfully employed with the same employer. I just won't be putting in a whole lot of extra effort because it's fucking pointless to do so. Um, but uh, I, I, my, my fuck up bucket filled up and I can't remember what day it was last week. It was after we recorded, I think it was Thursday, maybe that we received notification that Tracy's brother, uh, her oldest brother, eldest oh, yeah. brother had tested positive for COVID because he's, <clears throat> I think I've mentioned a couple different times on the show that he's, he's, a a very high ranking muckety muck with a not to be named company um, and does a lot of globe trotting as part of his job uh, where he makes a very decent wage and has recently moved to Germany. Anyway, he came into town for Tracy's grandmother's funeral. And while he was in Utah, presumably at the funeral, he contracted COVID because after the funeral, he left Utah to fly to London and while in London was tested and tested positive for COVID. So hmm. he has COVID and presumably he received it at the funeral. So because of that, everybody in the family freaked the fuck out. <laughs> everybody was like, oh shit, somebody had COVID at the funeral and now everybody's going to have COVID. It's going to be this super spreader event where everybody's going to come down with it. So. Obligatory. If only more of them had been vaccinated. Oh, well, and that's just it. Like all, all of, all of Tracy's family, my family is we're we're all vaccinated. So, you know, we, with the understanding that, the vaccination isn't going to stop 100% of infections mm -hmm, and Delta mm -hmm. in particular is particularly nasty and, and more infectious than other variants. And so that was a huge concern, but he, Brian, uh, Tracy's older brother had received the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, the, ah, the least, the least effective, yeah, the least effective can, can of I the make three in the U S real quick here. Sure. The FDA has just approved um, booster shots. <laughs> And specifically, if you got the J&J, &J, you not only can, but like probably should, this is not medical advice, get one of the other ones mm. um, because studies have shown, again, this is not medical advice. I'm not a doctor, that there are <laughs> not better a outcomes for people who have gotten J&J &J and then go on to get a booster that's Moderna or Pfizer. You can do that now. Mm -hmm. So if you've gotten the J&J &J more than two months ago, Go grab a booster. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Dan. Keep going. Oh, no. Go yeah, ahead. for sure. Thank you for doing that. Absolutely. Um, but so, you know, Tracy and I got Moderna, which has been shown to be the most effective of the three. Most of her, most of Tracy's 
uh, other family members, I believe, received Pfizer. Uh, she has a sister who has MS that everybody was more concerned about uh, because she has MS. So mm-hmm. that was that was a concern for everybody going forward. Um, and she said that she was starting to feel sick. She had the sniffles, runny nose, cough, uh, some body aches. But she also runs a daycare, so that kind of comes mm. with <laughs> kind of comes with the territory. Having a bunch of uh, snot-nosed virus vectors over yeah. at her house all the time. Little pieces of shit. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> so <clears throat> all of this is all of this is going on, right? It's it's top of mind for everybody. And with all of the overtime I've been working, and that Tracy was so involved with, and and been working a bunch at her job because. Uh, the company that she works for has been doing things for Silicon Slopes, which is a local nonprofit, mm. which basically works with other tech companies in Utah to it's, it's basically a networking nonprofit for tech companies here in Utah. And so she's been hugely busy because they had a big convention slash presentation stuff like, uh, Tim cook came in from Apple. They had, they had a bunch of big name, a list tech quote unquote celebrities here. Yeah. Big VIPs. So her company has been doing all of that. She's, she's the one who's most knowledgeable in, in what needed to be done to make all of that happen. So she's been hugely busy. And so we both worked late one night and she went out. I think she had, she had to run some other errands while she was out. She was like, Oh, do you want me to pick up dinner on the way home? I said, sure. Okay, fine. And she brought home Arby's and, one of the things that she brought home was an Arby's just regular roast beef sandwich for me. And I don't know how often everybody else eats at Arby's, but usually the thin, the roast beef is very thinly sliced, right? Like it's mm. wafer thin kind of stuff. I just, have never eaten at Arby's. Oh, really? Well, congratulations. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> Probably a smart move. <laughs> so the sandwich, Foreshadowing. So the sandwich she brought home for me uh, was... There were there were some bits in it that were very very thick, and kind of rubbery and tough to chew on. I'm guessing that the sandwich that was prepared and handed over that I received was part of the last bits of whatever they had cooking on whatever surface or whatever. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I thought, okay, well, you know, it's just the end, no big deal. But it didn't like it didn't it didn't quite taste right, and it didn't like the texture was off and everything. But I didn't like I didn't really give it much of a thought. Because I've had a similar experience before getting a sandwich from there, and it was no big deal. I have never had food poisoning in my entire life. I've lived 47 years and have never had food poisoning. I've also never had COVID. So the next day when I was feeling fine, everything was super, although I knew that a family member had tested positive for COVID, Tracy and I had gone out and gotten our own tests. We did the spit test. Uh, she took them back to the place where we got the test to have them evaluated and we were going to be receiving our results within 24 hours or whatever. So I'm just, you know, living my life as if maybe I have COVID, maybe, maybe I don't. We canceled some plans with some friends that were going to come over. Hey, I've been in that boat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so, uh, I'm sitting at my desk in my office, just doing my work and, out of nowhere, it's like somebody hit me in the side of my head with a two by four, like really bad headache, 
uh, and and I'm just super super dizzy. Like I felt like my eyes couldn't focus on anything. Like they were there. There's an actor I can't think of his name, but his eyes when he's on screen like rapidly shift back and forth. It's some mm-hmm. kind of condition I can't remember what it is, but that's how I felt. Like I couldn't I couldn't focus on anything. I was really 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 dizzy, and so I got up from my desk and I thought, well. You know, I'll, I'll go take a nice shit. <laughs> that make things. That always makes things better. <laughs> so I went in, went in, sat down for a little while, got up, and I still wasn't feeling much better. So went downstairs into the kitchen, uh, got some water, and I'm standing there in the kitchen. And hey, everybody, this is Dan. I'm just popping in real quick to give you a content warning. The next 11 minutes of the show, roughly, are of me describing being violently ill because of food poisoning. So I wanted to give you this opportunity to skip past all of that if you'd like. So feel free to hit the pause button at the end of my three second countdown that I'll give at the end of this little interlude. Note the timestamp you're at, add 11 minutes to it, and then fast forward to that point to skip over all of the unpleasantness. Uh, Hopefully that all makes sense. Uh, So let's do that now. Thanks everybody. Now back to the show in three, two, one. You're welcome. I got like this hot flash washed over me and then I got really, really Oof. nauseous. And, and I was like, oh my God, I, th- I feel like I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> and so I ran, like you guys have both been to my house. So I ran into yeah. that uh, little mudroom bathroom that's there next mm-hmm. to the kitchen by the garage, ran in the, the toilet where David Silverman is taking a shit, ran in there. <laughs> <laughs> this may be a story for another time. <laughs> ran in there, ran in there, got on my hands and knees, and started just screaming vomit into the toilet. <laughs> and it was, it, was, it was one of those. It was one of those things where, like, like, like I feel like, oh, I, I think I'm gonna throw up, and so, oh no, I think I really am gonna throw up. And I run into the bathroom. I get down on my hands and knees. I lift the toilet seat and lid and i just start screaming vomit into the toilet for the first wave <laughs> by the way while, while taylor's laughing i got uh david attenborough's voice going on my head narrating this going and then he walked into the bathroom and started screaming vomit into the toilet. so so the first wave happens right and i'm just like projectile scream vomiting into the toilet and that first wave finishes and I'm just like, I'm, I'm still on my hands and knees kind of, kind of wavering a little bit back and forth. Cause I'm still really fucking dizzy. And it was just like, Holy shit, that just happened. Like I couldn't tell you the last time I vomited and I couldn't tell you like With that veracity, like, like I could maybe give you an estimate on the, on the, the year and month in which I last vomited from being really fucking drunk. But I could not tell you at all the last time I vomited from just being sick. And like the last time I vomited even from being super drunk was a couple of years ago. And so having that happen, it was just like, holy shit, that just happened. And then you're sitting there and, 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 and the nausea is still there. The dizziness is still there. And then you hit with the smell. And so then I go through round two of the vomiting where I'm just screaming vomit into the toilet again. <laughs> and, and I'm just like, ah, into the toilet. And 
then it was like the smell got to be too much. And so I flushed the toilet and I'm sitting there and then it I flushed the bathroom. It is a very small bathroom. <laughs> and it like the stench filled up really quickly. And I'm, I have a real, like if, if I hear somebody vomiting, I'll probably vomit. But if I smell vomit, it's almost a guarantee. Like it's going to happen. Now it's aerosolized oh, in yeah. the room. Yeah. So like now the whole room smells of vomit. I've already gone through two rounds and then it's just like, okay, well fucking buckle in, man. I'm going to purge everything just so that I'm not in here for much longer. Right. So then round three happens and I'm screaming vomit into the toilet that finishes up. I flush the toilet, get up, wipe my face send Tracy a text message and I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm super dizzy. I'm hot. I'm nauseous. I just vomited into the toilet. And then I start walking through the kitchen down the entryway up to my office again, because I figure, well, I'm just going to go sit down, try to do some work. I don't know what the hell is going on. And she comes upstairs and she's like, Oh my God, are you okay? And she's like, well, just, you know, go, go put your pajama pants on, hang out you know, relax for a little bit. You don't need to work right now. Everything's fine. So I go into the bedroom, pull on my pajama pants. And while I'm trying to do that, I'm still super dizzy. So I sit on the bed for a minute and then realize, okay, well, if I don't lay down, I'm going to fall down. So I just climbed into bed, like with my t-shirt, socks, pajama pants on, climbed into bed, got under the covers <laughs> and I'm laying there and like the room is spinning. I still feel like I might puke again. And I'm like, oh, at this point, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I've got COVID. I, I had been sending you guys text messages like, mm -hmm. holy yeah, shit, I'm that, that's super actually dizzy what I'm looking at right now. Where I, I told you the doctor orders two shots of whiskey and he said, oh, God, that would make me puke for sure. The next text, I just vomited. <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, Sandra and I are talking back and forth. She's like, I've had COVID twice and this does not sound like COVID. And I'm like, I don't know how to say that to Dan without looking like a total asshole, though. <laughs> oh, man, it was it was fucking awful. I mean, so, I was in the same situation a couple months ago, but I was naked doing it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where mm. you, yeah, you mm -hmm. said you got food poisoning. I've never had food oh. poisoning before. So anyway, oh, all yeah. of this, so all of this happens and, and I'm like, because of everything else going on with the funeral and Brian testing positive, Tracy's sister thinking she's got it. We just went in and got our test. I was sure that I had COVID. So, you know, I'm just laying there. Tracy's like, and Tracy's like, well, I feel fine. And I'm like, oh, well, I hope that stays the same for you because this fucking sucks. <laughs> and she's like, well, I'll go pick up something to eat. Uh, she's like, I'll just, I'll go get you some chicken noodle soup. So she goes mm -hmm. out. I think she went to Zappa's, got some chicken noodle soup, brought it back home. And in the meantime, like she opens the door, Oliver, sweet, my sweet boy that he is, jumps up on the mm -hmm. bed and like snuggles in between my legs while I'm laying on the bed. And she's like, Oliver, get out of here. Let, let daddy sleep. And I'm like, no, he can stay there if he wants. Cause he was nice and warm and cuddly. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, he can just stay there. He's he is, fine. He's your comfort animal. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. So she goes out, retrieves food, comes back. Um, and I just, I laid in bed. Like I, I feared moving at all <laughs> because I was sure that I was going to vomit again. And, mm -hmm. So probably, yeah. probably two or three hours pass and she comes in to check on me and she's like, well, the food's, you know, still here. I just, I came up to check on you. I didn't want to bother you if you were sleeping. I'm like, I haven't been sleeping. I've just been terrified to move. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll come down and, and see if I can choke down some of the soup. So I came down, ate the soup, um, 
you know, was feeling a little bit better. We went downstairs, started watching our shows before we go to bed. And by the time we finished uh, an episode of whatever the fuck it was we were watching, it was like, I feel pretty fucking good right now. Like, mm -hmm. I'm good. Like, I feel like I purged. Everything's fine. Like, I'm, I'm no longer dizzy. The nausea is gone. I still have a little bit of a headache, but... You know, maybe that's just from scream vomiting and, mm -hmm. and my nose, you know, because I was scream vomiting, my nose was running and, you know, alternating between run, being runny and stuffy. And I'm sitting there thinking I'm, uh, and, and I'm trying to piece together. Okay. Well, if it's not COVID, what the fuck would have happened? Like, what, what did I eat? Like, maybe this is food poisoning. I've never had food, food poisoning before. Maybe that's what this is. And I'm recalling back in my brain, like, what have I eaten? And the only things that I had eaten differently than Tracy in the last, you know, 24 to 72 hours was raw broccoli and that RB sandwich. You know what? Yeah. It might have been the raw broccoli, though, alternatively, because that'll have E. coli in it. Well, I really Even fucking hope unlucky. not because I ate out of that same broccoli bag today for lunch. So. <laughs> <laughs> Bring so, on the vomit. So if this happens tomorrow, I will know that it was the broccoli and not the RB sandwich, but... I'm thinking it was the army sandwich, but yeah, I would, I would go that route as well. It was a fucking nightmare, man. Like I've never had food poisoning before and, and I couldn't figure out what the big deal was. And I get it now. Like I totally oh, yeah. get it. It was, it was the wildest, weirdest thing to be feeling completely fine one minute. And then within 10 or 15 minutes, just scream vomiting into the toilet and being so dizzy and nauseous that I couldn't even walk. Yeah. Yep. I mean, yep. when I, when I had that same, the same symptoms, I woke up like that where I was in bed where like, I can't lay down. Like I have to sit up. Like I can't, it hurts so fucking much to lay my head down. Mm -hmm. And I got up and I just basically went down to the bathroom. Like I got a shit <laughs> and taking a shit. And I, like I felt hot and I was like, I need to just get in the shower. Like mm -hmm. uh, taking a nice mm -hmm. hot shower feels so fucking good. Mm -hmm. I'm like, it usually makes my body feel better. I'm like, I just need to get into a hot shower. And that's when I just started fucking vomiting. Uh, and I didn't I, get a chance to get on my knees to do it. I was standing full fucking <laughs> above the toilet. And I'm like, well, I'm already naked. I'm getting in the shower. And just vomit <laughs> is splattering out of the toilet onto my leg. Like, oh, no. Fuck it. it made it worse. <laughs> fuck it. I'm getting in the shower anyways. <laughs> fuck it. Ugh. I... I fucking, the day that I enlisted in the Kansas Air National Guard, my family, because they're fancy, uh, we went to- <laughs> Oh, you Olive fancy, Garden. huh? Because <laughs> we're fancy-like. We, uh, we, we busted out the metal silverware, and uh, <laughs> we, we went to, to Olive Garden, which I have not since gone to, nor shall I ever go again. <laughs> and uh, I got chicken alfredo, like a child, and- um, What? I love chicken alfredo. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. But it's 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 mac and cheese for adults. Um, I love mac and cheese. Too. Uh, mac and cheese is great too. I'm just saying it's the most childish of all pasta dishes. Dude, if you and, cut uh, up some hot yeah. dogs and put it in there, it's delicious, amazing. Got, poor got man's that. food. That's awesome. Oh yeah, no, I love. Don't don't get me started on peasant food. It's great. Um, I had a fantastic <laughs> etouffee last night. Um, so fucking yeah, go home, go to sleep. Supposed to have drill weekend. My first ever drill weekend. The next day. Wake up at about midnight with this like gurgling feeling and like <laughs> barely make it to the bathroom in time. <laughs> uh, and, and for the rest of the night, it's both ends, like just shouting at, at the toilet and at the waste paper basket, 
like the the family dog is yelling at me from the other room, you know, because he's scared that the noises I'm making. I'm fucking <laughs> screaming into the the garbage <laughs> pail, like just just like awful shits. Like it gets to the point where I'm so fucked up from this. I get in the shower, turn on the the water running, and just lie there <laughs> and just like oh, yeah. let let it happen. <laughs> Uh, I'll stomp it down the drain later. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I was like, all right, which side is pointing which way? Okay, I'm out. <laughs> uh, man, yeah, it was, it was fucking awful. I hated every minute of it, and I hope it never happens again. I, I don't know how I've add been. Like a, a trigger warning to this at the uh, at the beginning <laughs> of this segment when you do your edits. <laughs> oh, I'll. Yeah, I was going to say I'll put it in the show notes, but not everybody reads the show notes. Maybe no. I should put it in at yeah. the very beginning. Just, yeah, Just bleep in like a fast forward to this timestamp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. I, I don't know how I've been fortunate enough to have lived, you know, 47 plus years, like almost 48 years with never having food poisoning. But holy shit, it was awful. And, the, and then the thing that really keyed me in that it was probably food poisoning is that, you know, like it came out of the blue happened was really fucking awful. A few, you, you know, like, like five, yeah. maybe six hours passed during this whole time. And then I feel fucking great. Like there was, mm-hmm. I felt like I was perfectly mm-hmm. fine again, but I'm sitting there on the couch and my stomach is just like, <laughs> everything must evacuate. now. <laughs> I'm just astounded that it took it like 12 to 24 hours before it caught up to your system. Cause Historically, when I've had food poisoning, I've had food poisoning multiple times. I've got the digestive tract of an earthworm. Um, <laughs> so when I get food poisoning, it's normally within like an hour or so. Oh, like wow. the bacteria oh, really? is like, all right, I'm out of the food. Fuck you, stomach lining. Like, we're about to have a blast. Um, and the, the benefit of that is normally I throw up and then my body's like, well, the viral load is much lower now. We're cool. Um <laughs> So I absolutely get that sensation of like, no, I, I, I had a technicolor yawn and now I'm fine. <laughs> like just got to recover from that, you know, sick feeling and I'm good, but oh, yeah. I'm astounded. It took you so long for your body to react to it. Oh, it, well, it took about five hours for me. Yeah. Well, and so, you know, after, after all of this, like I, I went online and started looking up, you know, food poisoning and, and how long it takes and everything. And Really, the, the window for food poisoning is anywhere between like a few hours to I think up to like seven to 10 days, depending on the type oh, wow. of food poisoning wow. you get. Um, but typically it's typically like the, the, the window range is usually like the average is within 24 to 48 hours that you'll experience symptoms of food poisoning. It's usually not a very immediate thing, but it's also like it can take over a week for certain types of food okay. poisoning. But yeah, I did not was, know that. That's good. That's good to know. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I yeah. hope that it just never happens again because yeah. it was. I I didn't like it very much. No, something no, I sucks. I had hoped to not experience ever. Um, but we've got a great next block of information coming up. Taylor, you're going to be talking to us about what? Uh, Turning Points USA, which is um, uh, it's basically the like sequel to the episode we did a while back on um, PragerU. Uh, it, it's, it's a short little thing, but it's, it's one of those that's been spurned by at least one, uh, listener of our show, um, Trisha Weir, who at some point posted some TPUSA stuff on Facebook. And that got me thinking like, okay, if, 
if our relatively well educated listeners uh, are falling for that shit, then like it's it's an information problem. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's it's a knowledge gap, and we've got to fill that knowledge gap. So we're going to be talking about how Charlie Cook is human. Uh, sorry, Charlie Kirk is Kirk. human garbage. Mm. Um, in our in our next little segment. Okay, cool. That is that is, uh, for intellectual property p- purposes, uh, distinct from behind the bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Lloyd Evans. I'm a former Jehovah's Witness. I'm the author of The Reluctant Apostate and senior editor of JWSurvey.org. And you are listening to The Godless Revolution. You are so beautiful. Oh, thank you. Where's that bracelet I got you? Oh, which bracelet? The one with the little engraving. Oh, the what would Jesus do? Oh, it was a nice one. Yeah, it is nice. I just, I got dressed really fast, so I didn't remember to put it on. You know what Jesus would do? What? I think he would wear the bracelet. You think Jesus would wear a bracelet that says, what would Jesus do? Well, he would if his mother-in-law got mm-hmm. it for him. Wouldn't it say, what would I do? And wouldn't he know? Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. And uh, speaking of vile shit flowing from people's mouths, uh, today we're going to be talking about Turning Points USA. Yay, Charlie Kirk. He's such a great guy with a ginormous fucking head, man. That guy's head is amazing. Head, man. Just, it's giant. It's like we, um, we, we can't make fun of things people can't control. What is, yes, what we is, can. What oh, is the, no. the, the movie with I, the... I disagree with that. With the, with the, it's like the animated either like... Pixar, whatever movie with the, the villain with the ginormous fucking head. That's Megamind? what Charlie. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, Megamind. I know that I hate kids movies, but yeah, <laughs> um, I hate kids, but I love kids cartoons. <laughs> I'm mixed. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Frozen is trash, but Tangled is pretty good. So <laughs> don't at me. Um, I like Frozen. Yeah, that's and fun. if you want to see other people making fun of. Uh, uh, Charlie Kirk's giant head. Go to um, Toilet Paper USA, the subreddit. It is fantastic. <laughs> I will have to subscribe. Toilet yeah. Paper USA. That's a thing. I didn't know that was a oh, thing. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's, it's half making fun of the people involved in TP USA and half making fake like social media propaganda using exactly the style guides that TPUSA has. Like they've literally created like meme maker things. So all you have to do is fill in your own text and it'll have Candace Owens saying things like pee pee poo poo gaga. uh, (laughs) Oh my God. We have radically derailed at the very beginning of my segment. All of us have had quite a bit to drink tonight. Um, I'm sorry. I hope this one would be good for general consumption and uh, it will not. Uh, We end up having to re-release this as a standalone someday. Yes, I I Um, have had very much whiskey. I apologize. It's been a rough night. I'm sorry. Thanks for sticking through with us. Um, We might have to do a roll-up someday of like all the organizations that your Uncle Frank listens to. (laughs) Oh my God. And and like just include this in it on its own without the vomiting for 35 minutes ahead of it. Not to sidetrack you, but Sarah does have an Uncle Frank. And he does yeah. send out this shit. <laughs> well, then there we go. Fantastic. I've nice. got to tell 
Andrew Torres <laughs> that he's referring to an actual person. Actual I'm sure there's a lot Frank. involved in that. Yeah. Um, all right. So TPOSA is a campus organization dedicated to spreading conservative propaganda and attempting to recruit young people into conservatism. Um, it was founded in 2002 by then, sorry, 2012 by then 18 year old Charlie Kirk. While still in high school, Kirk gave a speech at Benedictine University as part of a slate of high school speakers. There, for some reason, watching a bunch of children speak was conservative activist Bill Montgomery, <laughs> who discovered Kirk and advised him not to attend college, but instead to become an activist. Definitely Always not a great advice, fun. by the way. Don't go to school. <laughs> we will pay you a lot of money to spew our bullshit. Yeah, pretty much. The day that Kirk graduated high school, he founded the... Uh, uh, Fucking TPUSA organization is a 501c3. Literally the day he graduated high school. Seriously? Um, wow. As an, yeah, eight, seriously. as an 18, maybe 19-year-old person, he's founding no, a 501c3. As an 18-year-old boy. Yes. Wow. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've got a joke I'm not going to tell. Um, so <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh Bill Montgomery was then the secretary and treasurer of TPUSA, basically handling the money, um, and described himself as co-founder of TPUSA. So who is, although the organization never formally acknowledged him as such. So who is who is Bill Montgomery? I've never heard. He I've, is a retired marketer who must have made a lot of money in the eighties and nineties, and was like an activist within the Republicans, but not really long enough to have more than three paragraphs on his Wikipedia page. So I was not able to find like particularly much information about this guy, aside from the fact that like he very clearly got TPUSA up and running for Charlie Kirk. So it's very um, much like as he relates to other conservative things is in his mm -hmm. bio or, or, or oh, yeah. bona fides. Mm -hmm. But I would, I would say it's very much in his wheelhouse. He's done a good job with it because every time you watch any conservative platform or big, uh, I guess not rally, but meeting like at, at their conventions, mm -hmm. I always see turning point USA's logo mm -hmm. in the background oh, yeah. of almost every single fucking conservative rally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and like I need to get somebody who is, more educated on things like art than me on some time to talk about this, but how fascism, colors and fascism is really good about aesthetics. Is oh what it yeah, is. Dude, like yeah. They understand aesthetics and they understand the important that like aesthetics matter. Like mm -hmm. black lives matter was really successful as a movement because, because the, they understood the aesthetics of that race. The, 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 the simple design. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. Dude. Whereas occupy wall street never had good aesthetics. Dude. No. I, so. I can't tell you how many times that Tracy and I have been watching something like uh man in the high tower where they're going mm -hmm. over Nazi propaganda and a lot of their uh, illustrations and graphics and everything. And it's like, that's really fucking appealing. Like it's, it's solid, yeah. bold, fucking yeah. angular, muscular. Like it's, it's a very, very appealing mm -hmm. presentation of their logo, whether mm -hmm. or not their ideas are shit. Like it's, yeah. it's, yeah. you can and get taken in by that pretty easily. It's a whole art. And it's, it's, it's the communication equivalent. Like in law, they say if, if there's laws on your side, pound the law, right? If the argument is on your side, pound the argument. I'm butchering this quote, but if neither is on your side, pound the table, right? Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the pounding the table of communication. Yeah. It's not about the information you're conveying. It's about the way that you're conveying it. Mm -hmm. And Hugo boss looks good. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, so there's not really much that we can say about Bill um, because he earned the Herman Cain Award in July 2020. Does that mean he died from COVID? <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, how unfortunate. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. Or made pizza. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Anyway. Um, so the current creative officer, going over some of the leadership of TPUSA, um, aside from uh, Kirk, uh, the current creative uh, officer is Benny Johnson. He is notorious for having been fired from BuzzFeed for plagiarism, and he was suspended from the Independent Journal Review. Don't take that independent for granted. It's an extremely far-right magazine Mm -hmm. um, for publishing a conspiracy theory about President Obama. He was fired from a right-wing magazine for a conspiracy about Obama. I would also say, isn't BuzzFeed all plagiarism? No. So, (laughs) quick aside, BuzzFeed really (laughs) has two branches, right? Um, one of those branches is lists. memes and shit, right? Yeah. And that is like 100% said, plagiarism. Yeah. But that funds their journalism side, which has Pulitzer prize winning articles and journalists. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they have very, clear, very clearly expressed that they use their meme bullshit and their listicles <laughs> to fund good investigative journalism. BuzzFeed journalism is great. <laughs> I have watched uh, uh, BuzzFeed like investigative journalism on YouTube. Mm-hmm. That has been excellent, but yeah, yeah. when you think of BuzzFeed, you think of top 10 lists. Mm-hmm. You absolutely They're do. And very it's, it's unfortunate. And if they were a little bit cleverer at their outset, they might have tried to just like basically have a totally different brand for their investigative journalism side. Um, but I mean, they, you know, at this point, what are they going to do? Right. Brand recognition. So, yeah, I, yeah I, no, I, I mean, I, BuzzFeed to me is like a TMZ of memes. If I recall correctly, BuzzFeed was the organization that dropped when the Steele dossier came out. Like, they were the really? first ones to post about it. Yeah, if I recall correctly. Yeah, yeah. they've done some hard-hitting shit. Yeah, they have. I, I think they're also the people or the, the organization that dropped information about Silverman when he mm. was doing all of his fucking shit. You're, uh, oh, was it that or Slate? I'm pretty sure it was BuzzFeed. I'm going to go back and look at that. Pretty sure it was BuzzFeed. I might be thinking of different controversy. I'm thinking of Sam Harris being a jackass. Mm, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yep. I know BuzzFeed has had quite a few firsts, mm-hmm. but Absolutely. it's hard not to think of, uh, think of them as a meme organization. Mm-hmm. Just from the content that's normally circulated throughout the the the, the face the books and the twitters. Top ten places All to right. take a shit. One of them is Dan's house. <laughs> All right. There's only enough room for so much shit in this segment, and TPUSA is present. So, TP. <laughs> um. Another another guy working for them, Tyler Boyer, is a Mormon who is a mm. member of TPUSA. He is the chief operating officer. He graduated from Arizona State University and chaired the Republican Party of Maricopa uh, County, the place where Joe Arpaio ran self-described concentration camp jails. Yeah, not surprised. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, and that's actually one of those things where now, like, in researching this article, I've wanted to like figure out how much Mormon Mormon involvement there is in TPUSA because mm. I graduated from, you know, uh, Utah Tech University as of <laughs> yeah. today, or at least Dixie notionally State. as of today. <laughs> so yeah, formerly known as Dixie State University. Mm-hmm. Um, suck it, Southern apologists. <laughs> uh, Candace Owens, who you may know. Um, yeah. She she resigned from TPUSA um, after media covered a speech she gave in London where she said, I quote, 
If Hitler had just wanted to make America great and have things run well, okay, fine. The problem is he had dreams outside of Germany. He wanted to globalize. Wow. So the extermination of Jews strictly limited to within the borders of Germany is totally fine and acceptable to Candace Owens. Yeah, I think that she listened to like an Eddie Izzard routine and didn't realize that that was comedy or something (laughs) similar. She's fucking awful. She's a terrible person, man. Yeah, there. mm, mm, Nope, nope. Don't want to get canceled. There's words I could say, but (laughs) do not Bill Maher us, Dan. Do not Bill Maher us. Um, The organization raises between 8 million and 28 million a year from a variety of conservative organizations and individuals, including the wife. Fucking laugh at. (laughs) (laughs) Including the wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. Uh, which surely isn't a conflict of interest um, and has no. several spinoff organizations to include TPUK, TPUSA Live, um, which has among its hosts the notorious racist Jack Posobiec, Ugh. Students for Trump, the School Board Watch List, the Professor Watch List, Turning Points Faith, and Turning Points Action, which is a 501c4, and it's probably breaking the law by intermingling its activities with TPUSA. Uh, more on that later. Yeah. So, yeah. I, as as well, as the former president of a five hundred one c three, I can tell you that we had explored the options of creating a five hundred one c four, in order to specifically endorse or support political candidates, mm-hmm. and yeah. we did not ultimately end up doing that because it was just. Too yeah. much. Like we so, didn't. So imagine, we didn't want to be questioned about that. Yeah. Imagine if you will, because you were working for American Atheists of Utah, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's say that you spun off a organization that was like Atheists of Utah Action, the organization five hundred one c four, right? Yeah. If any of your materials contained a hyperlink, say to American Atheists of Utah, that would be a violation of tax law mm-hmm. because now you're using your five hundred one c four to. Um, Advertise for your 501c3, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, that would have been a real USA fucking problem. Exactly that. Yeah. And that would have been a big fucking problem. And mm-hmm. and we see that kind of shit being repeated currently by organizations like uh, Facebook that yeah. is. Mm. What? No. Yeah, yeah. Under increased scrutiny for their involvement in I don't know, making everything, everything worse all across the fucking planet regard, like not just in America, but fucking everywhere putting profits over people time and time again. Sure. Myanmar, Ethiopia. I don't know. They're fine. They're fine. (laughs) But I mean, they're great. They're a great organization. Them having as fucking, okay, I'll punch up here as John Lovett from fucking (laughs) pod save America said, but have we thought about the good things that Facebook has done for the world? <laughs> I'll punch yeah. up on that. Come at me, John Lovett. Yeah, look at the weight. But them having like their watch list, like their school board watch list and their professor watch list makes me think of fucking McCarthyism. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, did you read ahead on a script? No, I did not. All right. Well, well McCarthy is, is one of the negative people <laughs> from Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. it's a I mean, Wisconsin it's, thing. Uh, you know, I don't think you from, can trust people from Wisconsin. It's, people it's in Wisconsin go, go to McCarthy's grave to piss on it. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. We got to do that sometime. I didn't know that was a thing. Mm-hmm. I'll take you there. Yeah. Okay. Appreciate you. 
Well, it's a date. Um, Deal. So Charlie Kirk oh, we're dating. is um, a fucking liar. Uh-huh. Uh, Kirk claimed in 2015 that he applied to West Point and was denied his slot for, quote, a far less qualified candidate of a different gender. And I don't know what the fuck he meant here. Persuasion. persuasion. Yeah. What what is that? Is that does a, that mean like a lesbian? I don't is know that, if that means gay or a different political alignment or what. But race. That was the, the, yeah. The like word what, he used. What the fuck is he talking about? Yeah. Mm. I don't know. But the thing is, is that that's pretty much a white supremacist monomyth. Like yeah. I know many, many people who are closet racists or outright white supremacists who have used a variation on that exact story. I was trying for X job college application, like what have you. And, and instead they affirmative you know, action fucking took me out woman. of the pool. Like, that's yeah. almost always what I hear. Yeah. Um, affirmative action. There's, there's a me. certain individual in my life who I won't name deliberately who claims that he almost got into the FBI, but they wanted to hire somebody who was Hispanic instead. Um, in 2017, Kirk claimed that he was being sarcastic when he told that story. Um, and in 2019, he claimed that he never told that story in the first place. Oh. What I love is that when I was looking around for this stuff, of course, I went to Wikipedia first and they like embedded the video of the conference he was at where he told that story in that section. So you can hear it come out of his own mouth. It's constantly disconcerting that conservatives have this selective memory when it comes to the racism coming from people who are on their team, right? Like, like mm-hmm. they just, they're like, oh, well, no, this person's totally fine. They, they're just asking questions. They're exercising their free yeah. speech the, and complaining about them being canceled. Mm-hmm. It's really frustrating. Sir. Yeah. I, I reposted my cancel culture uh, uh, thing uh-huh. that, that we did. Yeah. To, to my Facebook wall. You did. Um, and and a friend that. made a comment about uh, that they were tired of even, even leftist liberals are tired of people being cancel cultured. And I asked, please provide the names of at least, you know, three people who you think have been mm-hmm. uh, unfairly criticized and become victims to cancel culture. And it's been crickets since mm-hmm. then. Uh, yeah, it's mm, Crystal and I have had like a back and forth for many years mm-hmm. on that particular subject because mm-hmm. we're of the same mind on most issues. But mm-hmm. that one in particular, she's like aligned more in the Sam Harris direction. Mm-hmm. And it's been one of those like we've we've clashed on this for years um, and I still haven't been able to like craft. And, and like, to be honest, it's been good for me to have that debate because it's helped me hone like my arguments in terms of like getting regular. Okay. Hey, but what about this? And being able to say, well, no, that's bullshit because X, Y, Z. Right. Yeah. Um, so in that regard, like I'm glad to have the interaction because I don't want to be in an echo chamber, but it is frustrating from time to time that after all this time, I still haven't been able to like, you know, <laughs> Hey, this is how, this is how it is. Oh, yeah. so. Well, well, that's exactly why I posted my comment of, hey, please provide me three names of people who you think have been unfairly canceled through cancel mm-hmm. culture. And it's been right. fucking crickets. Like there's no, there's yeah. been no response to that. Yep. Yep. And, and like, I don't know, man. I would say that of all the, of all the shows that we've done, 
if there's one that I want to try and make as evergreen as possible and as Uncle Frank as possible, that's probably it. Mm -hmm. So like go back and literally someday do like a, nope, this one is for broad release, like blast it at at everyone you know. Mm -hmm. It was a great episode when we did it originally, but like I want to go back and re-listen to it soon and say, okay, is there any way that this can be cleaned up even more? Like remove the fucks from it. Uh, you know, anything like that. To post out so yeah, that everybody can share it everywhere. Yeah. I totally mm-hmm. get that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a, like an audio version of a, of a fucking infographic. Remember infographics? They were oh, a yeah, big yeah. thing for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I miss infographics. This is Sarah Ponte Rivera with the Satanic Temple's Gray Faction. You can learn more about Gray Faction at grayfaction.org or find us on our social media account on Twitter and Facebook. And you are listening to the Godless Revolution. I just can't shake the feeling that I did something wrong. Okay? Like I'm getting away with something. Like I robbed a bank. I I feel like I sinned. Which is weird because I don't even know if I believe in that. Sounds to me like you are expanding your mind. I had a conversation, I had too many drinks, I did something I never thought I'd do, and now I feel like a different person. Oh, good. No! That's not good! At what point of that is good? I liked who I was, I want to be that guy. You need to lose yourself to find out who you are. That's exciting. It's not exciting to be floating on a blue marble in an infinitely expanding universe. Where's it going? What's on the other side of the expanding? Infinite universe. Fuck! I know. No! Yes. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! Like I said, Kirk, Kirk eventually said in 2019 that he claimed that he never told the story about him not getting into West Point in the first place. Um, I'm honestly surprised there hasn't been any journalism done as to whether or not he even applied to West Point, but I couldn't find anything. You would think that they would have record of that. Oh, yeah. Um, but, But here's the thing, though, is that like when he was literally 18, like during his senior year, he was told by Bill Montgomery to skip college and start a college activist group. And if you're a conservative shill, and I know this really well because I was raised to be a conservative shill, I was doing like campaign speech writing when I was still in high school for a local sheriff campaign um, that was Republican, right? Um, Their attitude is that you go to college not to like learn shit, but to get a degree in hand and to have made business connections so that when you get out of college, you are appropriately networked to become successfully uh, successful financially. Um, So in that regard, like Montgomery's, advice was not bad, right? If, if your whole idea as a conservative is to go to college to make those connections, well, Kirk just made that connection. It was Bill. There's no yeah. meaning for him to go to school. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is fucking hilarious to me that this student organization for colleges is run by a person who has never fucking gone to college. <laughs> Um, Uh Kirk's shill instincts are still pretty good. In 2016, he uh, was able to get a speech 
at the Republican National Convention, which is not bad for an organization that had only existed for four years. Yeah. Um, around the same time, he had an interview with Wired Magazine, and Kirk said that he felt that Trump's candidacy made TPUSA's work harder and that he wasn't the biggest fan of Trump. Hmm. How, how does it make it harder when he's espousing the very ideals that you're agreeing so with at your fucking of. core? I'm actually going to get into this this a little bit later in the, in the, the script, but... He has some static with the alt-right, and he's been described by um, the SPLC as being alt-light. Um, hmm. We'll so get it, to that. We're going to get to that. So is, yeah. it just a, is it just a difference between messaging versus belief? Like, because that's, that's what I'm seeing. Like, it's, it's not a Probably, question of yeah. whether or not you actually agree with and believe what Trump versus Charlie Kirk is saying. It's just mm -hmm. in the way that that message is delivered to the public. Well, imagine if your whole business model is blowing dog whistles and some guy just comes out and fucking says the quiet powder out loud. Right. 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 Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yep. Okay. So the, the other interesting thing is at the time, again, probably illegally, uh, Kirk was working with both the Rubio and Cruz presidential campaigns. <laughs> Insiders from TPUSA oh, have have since leaked that he was like colluding with them by way of giving them uh, mailing lists of TPUSA members to seek campaign contributions. Um, yeah. So, well, they do say don't keep all your eggs in one basket. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 So he was he was dealing under the table with both Rubio and Cruz. And when it became apparent that both of them were going to fucking lose, yeah, <laughs> um, he shifted to Trump. Uh, Kirk was involved with a Fox News event with Beavis, Butthead, and Laura Trump uh, <laughs> in another probable violation of tax law. So, so by Beavis and Butthead, you're referring to, I'm guessing, Eric and Don Jr.? Yes. Is that yeah. right? Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's who I would assume. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Okay, I just wanted to make sure I understood. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I'm a little tipsy. <laughs> no, I will. I will well, die actually, on the wait. hill. It's okay to make fun of rich people when they look like bags of shit. <laughs> Taylor, I will disagree with you on one point. Beavis and Butthead have probably Beavis and Butthead have probably made better decisions in their lives. <laughs> <laughs> Quite possibly. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Um, definitely had better taste in music. We'll go there. Yes. Um, <laughs> we, yeah. we can at least agree on that. Yes. So TPOSA funnels thousands of dollars into student election campaigns for positions like student Senate, student body presidencies. It's really important to keep in mind that these elections normally have incredibly small, e.g. college fucking student operating budgets. Yeah. Um, in my experience at my university, if somebody was running for any form of student government, they would typically get like a grant if they were in like the top contenders thing. And and most of their advertisements would be like markers on giant like oh. pieces of paper, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> chalk on sidewalks. Like running so for homecoming king. Mm -hmm. Right. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. Um, some conservative candidates at the University of Maryland had to withdraw their campaigns after their undeclared contributions from TPSA, uh, TPUSA were exposed. Um, TPUSA claims that has groups on more than a thousand campuses, but the number is probably closer to um, 400. Its paid workers are required to reach out to 1,500 students per semester. Um, so like 
They advertise a lot, but it's dubious how many actual organizations are beholden to, to TPUSA Central. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to the student government roles, TPUSA um, has sent out private flyers to donors saying that it's helped more than 50 conservatives win uh, student government roles. But Politico investigated those claims and said that they were um, overstated. Several students who were contacted by Politico denied having been funded by TPUSA and condemned the organization. And those are conservatives. Yeah. Well, well, so and pretty so, much any any conservative that won a college council position where TPS TPUSA was like that's ours, we did that. Well, well, and even like like looking at just like their their initial claims, right? Like they claim that their workers are required to reach out to fifteen hundred students per semester on more than a thousand campuses, and out of that thousand campuses, they've managed to recruit and win positions for 50 conservatives yeah that's a terrible fucking results number when i was selling cars in illinois at 19 years old right yeah yeah absolutely that's fucking awful yeah yeah come to look at even their inflated numbers it doesn't look good yeah no their their own their own braggadocio numbers are fucking horrible yeah Mm -hmm. i wasn't even thinking about that one (laughs) because conservative fundraising is always a grift yeah so in terms of their positions, TPUSA is really tightly aligned to um, PragerU. And you might want to go back and listen to our episode on PragerU if you're listening to this one. We're a lot more sober in it, for one thing. Um, <laughs> it's not and, actually and, a university. Just to, yeah, no, not a university. Um, I had absolutely no whiskey during that episode. No, it's tragically. Um <laughs> So pretty much any view that Prager you will espouse, uh, Turning Points USA will espouse specifically and explicitly, uh, TPUSA has um, shown that they are pro-NRA, pro-fossil fuels, um, anti-BLM. They do advocate for the um, so-called cultural Marxism, white supremacist conspiracy theory. It's a really long fucking thing. Um, it's, it's a like whole bunch Marxism of Marxism is good only if it's for white people? No, no. Cultural Marxism is a white supremacist conspiracy theory. And the argument is, is that there were um, individuals at the so-called Frankfurt School who were like ousted um, fucking Marxists in like, I want to say the 1940s, might have been the 1970s, I honestly can't recall, who went and studied at this university together. And and the conspiracy theory posits that basically like the global Jew are using ethnic strife in Western countries, things like the civil rights uh, era and that kind of yeah. thing in the US in order to undermine um, quote unquote capital letters Western civilization by creating racial and ethnic divisions in those in order to create the um, fertile ground needed to overthrow capitalism and install Marxism Hmm. uh, is the short version of that conspiracy theory. Uh, I was very encouraged to hear on last night's broadcast of the Rachel Maddow show that uh, Richard Spencer is now representing himself because he's being bankrupted. (laughs) Oh, via well, all of the lawsuits filed mm. against him and I thought oh that's fucking delicious and tasty I want every oh. morsel of this to sit at the back of my tongue roll down my throat ever so slowly it's fucking amazing <laughs> yep. he's so smart god it's beautiful it's so great to watch love to see it mm-hmm. love to see it mm-hmm. um, 
TPUSA does have enemies uh, on the far right. Despite advocating things like cultural Marxism, um, alt-writers regularly troll TPUSA at events and online, arguing that they're not conservative enough. The SPLC even argues that they're alt-light, not alt-right. They're not racist enough. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They haven't burned enough crosses yet. They haven't taken off their masks enough. Yeah. Yeah, they they exist on the pipeline of like extremism. You know, they're just they're oh, yeah. just the free coke rock that gets you gets, gets you in you the hooked. dealer's door more frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, so that being said, TPUSA has had to um, quietly and quickly let go of several employees after texts or emails were exposed of them regularly using the N word. Um, wow! And like. And, like, I could give examples, but, like, I don't want to just engage in, like, re-quoting racially objectionable content. Like, just know that there's been, like, half a dozen or so TPUSA members, both at local chapters and at the Central National Organization, who have been kicked out after, like, regularly using the N-word in texts or emails. Uh, That's, wow. I I, I guess I'm not surprised. Yeah, I, I, I guess I'm not surprised, but I'm still bothered. By yeah. it in the, in the same way that I am bothered by people who are caping for Dave Chappelle and his latest stand-up quote-unquote comedy mm-hmm. episode where he does his level best to endanger the lives of trans people. Mm-hmm. I there, um, I have a friend whom I've known since university. And she is a trans woman and she has vocally online said that Dave Chappelle's routine is not only offensive, but harmful. Mm-hmm. And that's honestly all I need to know because this is one of the most intellectually rigorous people whom I know. Um, and if she says it's that bad, I have no need to watch the routine. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, that's, that's an hour of my life that I can spend better doing literally anything else. Yeah. And that's not to say that Dave Chappelle is not a brilliant comedian overall, because a lot of his comedy is absolutely fucking brilliant. And I think yeah. he's amazing. in a lot of the ideas and concepts that he is able to relay through storytelling to his audience, but Holy fucking shit, man. Why are you picking on this marginalized tiny fraction of people who are just looking to eke out an existence on this planet and your comments are not at all helpful and they are in fact dangerous and harmful to this community and the people mm-hmm. who are standing up and defending his comments as if he's bold and brave and pushing the envelope on what comedians are able to say fuck you no. Conservatives have exactly one trans person joke and it's never been funny. Yeah. 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 Yep. And it's, it's, it's hard for me to say this because I, you know, obviously can't speak from the experience of being a black person, but it's very frustrating for me um, to see when conservative black folks pretend that there are not black queer people. Mm-hmm. Right. Like there is there's a line I know that he gave in the stand up 
where he said something along the lines of like trans and gay people like to, you know, pretend to be minorities until the shit hits the fan and then they're white. And it's, it's frustrating to me because like the intersectionality of the thing is that there are, you know, black atheists and black gay folks and black trans folks who not only have to deal with the societal uh, uh, racism of, of being black in, mm-hmm. in a white supremacist country. Right. Mm-hmm. But then they also have to deal with the issues of being, you know, gay or, or trans or what have you. And not only do they have to deal with like white Anglo-Saxon fucking Protestant societies, criticisms for being, you know, gay or trans or what have you, but also black American culture in particular and, and its attitudes towards being gay. I mean, look mm-hmm. at, uh, uh, Nas X, right. Little mm-hmm. Nas X. Yeah. And, and the backlash he's received. And like, I want to be really careful in making this statement, but I don't feel like I've expressed anything that's out of line is that like black LGBTQ splat folks have to deal with a lot of shit, arguably more shit. And, and it's, it's doubly offensive to hear him punching down that way. Dude. And I can't tell you how disappointed to put it lightly. I've been in so many people that I know fucking personally who are caping for Dave Chappelle and his latest performance Yeah, where if they were to apply those, those same bits of skepticism that they apply for Trump and his acolytes pounding their chests and beating the drum of, you know, stop the steal and rigged election, all that kind of fucking bullshit that is absolutely fucking nonsense. If they were to apply that to the types of things that are coming out of the mouth of Dave Chappelle, Joe Rogan, any of these fucking dark web people, they would instantly see how harmful a lot of these comments are and how dangerous they are. Mm-hmm. And, and they don't and seem like, to fucking care about that. To, to, to be... To be an asshole for a minute, right? To anyone who may be thinking like, well, you know, it's, it's, you know, if they're demanding that I, I, you know, learn a new name or, or use like a weird pronoun like Z or Z or what have you or anything like that, like mm-hmm. motherfucker, I have studied, you know, to varying degrees of success, German, Swedish, Italian, and Spanish. Do you know how many fucking pronouns I've memorized? <laughs> like it's not fucking hard. Just do the shit. You know, if you've ever, I, I saw this fantastic meme uh, sometime this week. Somebody said, if you've ever had anyone in your life who's gotten married and you go from calling them Miss to Mrs. and go from calling them Ms. Smith to Mrs. Johnson, congratulations. You know how to handle it if somebody that you know transitions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Done. Next yeah. fucking problem. Stop being a whiny bitch about it. Yeah. And stop being an asshole and pretending like you're being canceled for something that you fucking said when you're pointing to your right as a First Amendment speech haver (laughs) that that then people are calling into question what you've said using their own First Amendment rights. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do want to move on, um, if that's cool. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so, so TPUSA, one of the things I mentioned earlier, um, has what they call the professor watch list. And it is a McCarthyan repository of professors who discriminate against conservatives, uh, advocate progressive viewpoints and, or promote quote, un-American values, uh, according to TPUSA. 
Mm-hmm. Politico describes the list as highly inaccurate and that it regularly accuses professors of making statements that they've never made. Um, further investigation seems to indicate that like basically anyone can make a submission to this website and they more or less rubber stamp the submissions. Mm. Um, multiple professors who have been on the watch list have reported threats to include death threats. Um, some names on the list include people like Al Sharpton, Joy Reid, Noam Chomsky, James Comey, John Brennan, Hunter Biden, and Peter Strzok. Well, I mean, Hunter Biden with that laptop, you mean he's got to be on the list. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. The laptop that he traveled across the country, country to give to, to a person that never, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, that one. The one that seems just completely ordinary to drop off at a repair place. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So um, one of the other things uh, to mention about TPUSA, um, they had some involvement with the January 6th insurrection. Um, On Twitter, Kirk claimed that the election was stolen and that Trump had won. He tweeted in advance of uh, January 6th, that TPUSA would be sending 80 buses filled with crisis actors, I mean, sorry, protesters, um, (laughs) to the Capitol. Uh, In fact, seven buses showed up to the Capitol on January 6th with about 350 people. Uh, And Kirk later deleted his post saying that it was, quote, in bad judgment and that it was, quote, not wise to enter the Capitol, but it wasn't necessarily insurrectionist to have done so. Not necessarily. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. E.g., my lawyers are telling me uh, to say this. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, so he had started in, I want to say 2019, an organization called Falkirk, which is a portmanteau of um, Falwell and Kirk. Um, It was an organization at Liberty University. And in 2020, that organization collapsed when uh, Jerry Falwell got caught with his pants down. Mm -hmm. Um, The organization had previously employed the Hungarian Nazi Seb Gorka and Jenna Mm. Ellis, who was a former Trump Trump legal counselor. Um, When Liberty goddamn University canceled his contract, uh, Kirk established Turning Point Faith which had the uh, um, like operating goal of, quote, to recruit pastors and other church leaders to be active in national and local political issues, uh, which I read as, I want another revenue stream. Yeah. Here it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. So that's that's what I've got for now on TPUSA. I mean, isn't, um, isn't that also illegal? To do what? To get churches involved in political organizations. So, yes, th- this might be something we should try and get Andrew on someday for. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, the legalities a of a 501c3 religious organization being involved right. in a political well, fucking. And furthermore, there is a specific type of protest that a lot of religious organizations will do where they will deliberately record themselves making political endorsements, saying that they're a pastor, saying that they're saying that in their capacity as being a pastor, and then basically end the video with a come at me, bro, aimed directly at the IRS. Yeah. And because the IRS has, as a matter of policy, not gone after religious organizations for making political statements, they get away with it carte blanche. So even though it is notionally illegal to to get pastors and church leaders active in national and local political issues, the IRS is not enforcing that shit. Mm -hmm. Which 
which is, which and is that's bullshit. something I know Andrew has talked about in the past. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's the times when these people have cried foul and like, oh, the IRS, the government's coming after us. Like, no, this is perfectly fucking legal for them to investigate your shady fucking dealings. Yeah, well, yeah. and it's and because- they'll do it with things like schools, but they tend not to do it with like a church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and it's because they're terrified that the IRS is going to be seen as being harsh on religious right-wing ideals versus leftist ideals. Like fucking Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg was terrified of being cast as a person who is supportive of leftist ideals versus those on the right has swung so far to the right that Mm -hmm. it makes it absolutely fucking pointless for everything that he's doing. Yeah. They, they direct uh, Facebook deliberately directed, um, like their internal fact checkers and whatnot, not to enforce violations against Breitbart because they were concerned about being negatively targeted by the outlet. Yeah, exactly. As it was being run by Steve Bannon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's fucking nonsense. Yep. yep. Um, that's what I have for now. Um, the, the problem with reporting on TPUSA is that like they're run-of-the-mill shitty Republicans. And so it's not like I can point to like one or two particular things that they've said that are like shockingly bad, but instead that they just produce a large amount of like, you know, shit, like clever-ish sounding bullshit, you know, like, like, like their typical format is like, Democrats say that they want socialism, but they don't want to have homeless people camp out in their front yards. How curious with like Charlie Kirk's giant head perched on one of his like hands. Right. (laughs) And, and like, they're, they're not, they're not interesting, but enough people share their bullshit that I wanted to make sure that like you, the listener are aware that they are not anywhere close to as like, they're not even in the neighborhood of neutral, right? Like they are mm-hmm. right wing propaganda mm-hmm. aimed particularly at recruiting young people to conservatism run by a person who has never gone to a university. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I appreciate all the information yeah. we have. Well, I've, I've never gone to university and they're not getting to me. <laughs> there you go. We have far extended our time for a one hour episode this evening, but I'm glad we did it because it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what happened. Yeah. When we have whiskey casts, they go longer than normal. You're welcome. Audience. It's, it's, it's bound to happen for sure. Before we go, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters. That would be two skeptical chaps. Alan Firth. Don't be a Richard. Hunter Grin. John McCullough. Ollie Olson. Sinead Duffy. Steve Kuno. Thanks for continuing to donate to us, even after I reviewed uh, 007. Uh, <laughs> Stephen Andrus. Tiffany Hudson. Vanessa. All hail, Peanut Buttra. Corey Ebert. Jeff Peterson. Krusty the Clown. Jeremy Goodson. Matthew Sanders. Megan Mitchell. The guy that asks questions before he finishes the show. Alex Jones, Gay Frog Brigade. Utah Outcasts. Wesley Aaron. Janet Uter. Hey, it's your old pal, Krusty, for my New York sandwich, The Clogger. If you can find a greasier sandwich, you're in Mexico. <laughs> I like that you said New York instead <laughs> of New Pork. <laughs> it's <says> New Pork. <laughs> New York. New you yeah, New York. yeah, you said New York versus New, New York. Yeah. You said okay. New York. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm uh, Ryan today. My bad. <laughs> <Purple. Yes. laughs>
Purple Dragon. Sarah Segovia. Savita Kuna. Ted Sullen. Tim Jacobson. Trisha Weir. Ryan Mayfield. And James. Thank you all so very much. What were you going to say, Ryan? I would say we love all of you, even even the New York sandwiches. I heard heard the throat sounds coming (laughs) (laughs) up. Thank you all very, very much for supporting the show. We appreciate your patronage for sure. If you, dear listener, would like to become a Patreon supporter, you can do so very easily by going to patreon.com slash godlessrevolution, where you can contribute a little. (laughs) I'm drunk. Sorry. As As little little as $1 an episode. Thank you. (laughs) and get free and bonus things like extended episodes and extended outtakes and all kinds of fun stuff like that. Uh, And we would greatly appreciate it very much. Thank you very much. if you uh, if you don't feel like parting with your money, uh, please rate and review us on iTunes or whatever pod thingy that you use to download our show. Um, please join our Facebook page if you'd like the Godless Revolution community um, to have discussions with us and potentially feed topics for the show or just to engage with us. Um, thank you very much. Thank you very much for doing that. I am going to go have dinner and enjoy being fucking trashed because yeah. it's been a long month week mm-hmm. year and i'm excited about not doing things in the future i uh i haven't eaten since like noon so i'm gonna go gnaw off my own arm yeah i just told sarah to put a pizza in the oven for me <laughs> hey i'm gonna take five real quick um sandra's asking me about ordering food okay. that's okay um, yeah absolutely and i will uh let me let me see what's going on with that i'll make sure that we order some arby's <laughs> <laughs> it's technically food <laughs> <laughs> but before we go i want to make sure that we thank our patreon to pay so Patreon, yes. our patrons, uh, our, Patreon. I just want to make sure that we so say our patrons, the patrons, because yes. they're gonna do the show on the thing in the grill.